just listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, and this doctor is in the house. Helping you get through the pain and agony that we've been suffering for the last eight months. This program contains general medical information and medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I do welcome everyone, new and old listeners, with an attitude of gratitude because we know an attitude of gratitude improves your quality of life. It is an antidote for the negative emotions, depressions, and anxiety that we are experiencing now on a daily basis with this Chinese communist virus. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Saturday's week devote to COVID. Next week, I think I'm going to take a break and, and talk to you about the real epidemic in this country and its death by modern medicine. Gary Knoll says, Dr. Gary Knoll says it's the number one cause of death, but most people will agree that it is the number three cause of death in the United States, causing upwards of 400,000 deaths per year. And there's only the ones that are reported. There are so many that are not reported. So we'll talk about the real epidemic that's going on. And I want to just say that you know, I've been talking for eight months ever since this thing broke about your immune system and the gut and your gut bacteria and viruses. And uh, let's continue to have a superior interior. That is, keep your intestinal bacteria flourishing. Use good probiotics or megaspores, whatever you prefer. I prefer the megaspores. 80 to 85% of our immunity is in our gut. Remember that. Don't overuse hand sanitizers because 
another part of our immunity is in our hands. And thirdly, we'll talk about later in the month about our oral microbiome. It's important to have, uh, not to use mouthwashes too frequently. As I said, the chlorhexidine causes hypertension. And you don't want to destroy all the good bacteria in your mouth. So today, I just want to make a quick story about this virus, the testing, the vaccine, and how the vaccine is can be manipulated to look good, but not be so good. And I think I might start off with a little story about John D. Rockefeller and why did I, why would I want to do that? Well, here's a set of numbers from the U S national center for health statistics, a division of the CDC. This covered the year 2018. The percent of adults who had contact with healthcare professionals, 84.3%. The percent of children who had contact with a healthcare professional, 93.6%. The number of physician office visits in 2016 was 883.7 million. Did you did you get that? Office visits, 2016, 883.7 million. Another item from the U.S. National Alliance on Mental Illness. More than 25% of college students have been diagnosed or treated by a professional for mental, for a mental health condition. Just try and grasp the rate of exposure of our population to doctors shape to, to, to doctors and how these doctors can shape the minds of Americans. Appointments, tests, diagnosis, advice, orders, prescription, drugs, and vaccines, follow-up, referrals to specialists. Never mind the toxic effects of the treatments or the wall-to-wall medical ads and other propaganda. Propaganda, excuse me. This actually adds up to a medical civilization. So with all of this, with the visits and the propaganda, how do we really think people are going to respond when they are told there is a pandemic and they must follow orders like Emperor Fauci says? Forget your thinking, forget your common sense, follow orders. And it's, we've been in this situation because of John D. Rockefeller over a hundred years ago, giving us, giving us this new normal. So we've been living under this new normal for a long time. Before we get to Rockefeller, how many drug prescriptions do you think were written in the U.S. every year? I'll let you think about that. Well, according to Statista.com, it is estimated that in 2019, 4.38 billion retail prescriptions in the United States. 4.38 billion retail prescriptions. Now do you know why CVS and Walgreens are on every corner of the United States?
And we don't we we don't really think about it. It's become part of our life. Pretend pandemics are are, are you know we 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 just say yeah, tell us what to do. And are we going to say what to do when our civil liberties are be are taken away? We we have been actually most people have been conditioned by this this type of uh, exercise mind control and it's being helped along by the politicians and the journalists think about that 4.38 billion retail prescriptions goes well beyond science ladies and gentlemen Our medical establishment and civilization leaders want us to bow down. They want us to drool like Pavlov's dogs when they ring that signal of a new virus or whatever they want to tell us. So how do we become medically independent? Well, I, for one, have been doing this podcast for five years so that you can get information and be the CEO of your own body. Let those who want to fear everything that is told to them cling to it. That's fine. But some of us will have to go go our own way and secure our freedom. And that is the challenge, ladies and gentlemen, keeping our freedom. The lockdowns, present and future, business closures, bankruptcies, family breakups, suicides, drugs, drug addictions, poverty, hunger, starvation. Why is it being launched? All right. Just a... Something to think about as you as as we go through this. Okay, so how did Rockefeller wipe out natural cures? Let's just go through a little about of this. This was written by in a journal called Science, and uh, it was written by Chris Cantham, K A N T H A N. Did a lot of work with this. And here's basically what he wrote. People these days look at you like a weirdo if you talk about the healing properties of plants and any other holistic practices. Much like anything else, there are a lot of politics and money behind our modern medical system. And here's where John D. Rockefeller comes in. Everybody knows he was an oil magnate. He was a robber baron, the first American billionaire and a natural-born monopolist. By the end of the 20th century, he controlled 90% of all oil refineries in the United States through his oil company, Standard Oil. And if you're old enough to remember, that was broken up to Chevron, ExxonMobil, et cetera. But around 1900, and I think the real number is 1910, scientists discovered petrochemicals and the ability to create all kinds of chemicals from oil. And they, they created the first plastic. Do you remember? Do you remember that it was called Bakelite? 
might might ring a bell some of our older listeners. That was made from oil in 1907. And scientists were discovering various vitamins and guessed that many pharmaceutical drugs could be made from oil. And boy, what an opportunity that was for John D. Rockefeller because he saw the ability to, ability to monopolize oil, chemical, and the medical industry all at the same time. The best thing about petrochemicals was that everything could be patented and sold for high profits. But there was a problem with this plan for the medical industry. The natural herbal medicines in the early 1900s were very popular here in America. Almost half the doctors and medical colleges in the United States were practicing holistic medicine, using knowledge from Europe and Native Americans. Those of you who are in the Philadelphia area remember Hahnemann Medical College from Dr. Hahnemann, who was a, a, a practicer of, of holistic medicine. Rockefeller had to figure out a way to get rid of this, of his competition. So he used a classic strategy, a problem, reaction, and solution. That is, create a problem, scare people, and then offer a solution, which he already knew what the solution was. He went to his good friend, Andrew, Andrew Carnegie who made his money from monopolizing the steel industry, and they devised the scheme. So from this Carnegie Foundation, they sent a man named Abraham Flexner to travel around the country and report on the status of medical colleges, hospitals. That led to the Flexner Report. And that might be a Jeopardy question because that gave birth to the modern medicine as we know it. Needless to say, the report talked about the need for revamping and centralizing our medical institutions. Based on this report, more than half of the medical colleges were soon closed. Homeopathy, which Dr. Samuel Hahnemann practiced in Philadelphia, and natural medicines were mocked and they were demonized. And, you know, doctors were even jailed, like the, the, the famed Dr. Reif, who could cure cancer with frequencies, and other physicians. They were jailed. To help with this transition and change the minds of other doctors and scientists, guess what? John D. Rockefeller, out of the goodness of his soul, gave $100 million to colleges, hospitals, and founded the philanthropic tropical front group called the General Education Board. Now, as I've been talking to you about this, has any of this have any similarity to the Bill and Melinda Gates and their foundations and how rich they are. So in a very short time, medical colleges were all streamlined and homogenized and all the students were learning the same thing. And medicine, medicine was all about using patented drugs. And that's how we get to 400 some billion prescriptions a year. And now scientists receive you receive huge, huge grants to study how plants cure diseases but their goal was first to identify which chemicals in the plant were effective. Okay. And then they could be patented. A pill for every ill. That became the mantra for medical, for modern medical uh, treatments. So now we're churning out doctors who know little or nothing about nutrition. They may get one hour in their four years of training. 
They know nothing about herb, herbs. They know nothing about holistic practices, alternative medical practices. They really don't know anything about vitamins and minerals and how they affect the drugs that they prescribe to people. We have an entire society that is enslaved to corporations for its well-being. So guess what? To get off of this, America spends 15% of its GDP on health care. And that's really sick care, huh? It's, it is focused not on cure, but only on symptoms. And you know what that does for the, for the drug companies and big pharma and modern medicine? It creates repeat customers. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no cure for cancer. There's no cure for diabetes, autism, asthma. There's no cure for the flu. Do you think they really want real cures? This system was founded by oligarchs, not doctors. And guess guess who founded the American Cancer Society? None other than Rockefeller in 1913. So do you have do you, maybe you can see some similarities between today and what happened 100 years ago? All right, so look, here's what I wanted to give you an idea. I want to give you an idea about the testing and what actually Dr. Fauci said about the testing, how it can be manipulated, and then how it can be used for the vaccine. And I'll tell you something about this mRNA vaccine, this messenger RNA vaccine, and how it can really change your genetic makeup. Boy, if I, that's a scare to be GBs out of you. So some of the material today is from the, a, a great investigative journalist, uh, John Rappaport. He has a site called nomorefakenews.com. I highly recommend that. So he reports that Tony Fauci makes a point of saying the PCR COVID test is useless and misleading when the test is run at 35 cycles or higher. A positive test result indicating infection cannot be accepted or believed. The emperor, Tony Fauci, said this July 16, 2020. As I told you last week, the PCR test takes a snippet of uh, the virus. It, it then amplifies it. And every cycle, there's more of that virus particle that is amplified. And if they amplify it more than 35 times, it's always positive. So do you know what the LabCorp and the other labs amplify the PCR test? 40 cycles. So what does Fauci say? Quote, if you get a cycle threshold of 35 or more, the chances of it being replication confident otherwise accurate are minuscule and almost never can you can you almost never can culture viruses from a 37 threshold cycle or even 36 each cycle is a quantum leap and amplification and magnification of the test specimen taken from the patient Fauci, too many cycles and, and the test will turn up all sorts of irrelevant material that will be wrongly interpreted as relevant. 
We call that, ladies and gentlemen, a false positive. What Fauci didn't say in, in, in that interview was the FDA authorizes the test for public use and recommends the test be run up to 40 cycles, not 35. And Fauci's telling everybody, June 16, 2020, anything over 35 is worthless. So you know the labs in the United States are following the FDA guideline. Is this fraud on a monstrous level? Because millions of Americans are being told they are infected with a virus on the basis of a false positive result and the total number of COVID cases in, in America, which is based on this test, is grossly, falsely high. The lockdowns and everything else are based on these fraudulent numbers. Could you run your business with fraudulent uh, bank statements and expenses. Fauci says the test is useless when it's run at 35 cycles or higher. The FDA says run the test at 40. Do you comprehend what I'm saying? Are they making everybody be positive? Is this, is this like I told you two months ago? Is this a case-demic? Yes, it is a case-demic, not a pandemic. Because you have a positive PCR test does not mean that you have an infection with COVID. So have we been lied to, abused, and used? Have we been taken for a ride? Has this been fake science? Have we been locked down because of this fake test? Now, from the CDC website, according to John Rappaport, from the FDA website, I'm sorry, in a document titled CDC 2019 Novel Coronavirus Real-Time PCR Test. On page 35, it says, effective July 13, 2020. That means even though the virus is being referred to by its older name, the document is still relevant in July of 2020. It is for emergency use only. And it, it refers to the fact that the FDA has certified the PCR test under the traditional category of emergency use, use authorization. A specimen is considered positive for the 2019 novel coronavirus if all the 2019 novel coro coronavirus markers, cycle, threshold, growth terms, whatever, 40 cycles per second, that's the bottom line, no matter all the, all the jargon. They recommend it. 40 cycles per second. And Emperor Fauci said anything over 35 is worthless. <clears throat> New York Times even picked up on that. August 29th, and they updated it September 17th. Your coronavirus test is positive. Maybe it shouldn't be. They go over the same material that I just talked about. Okay. So what's going on here? What happened to Elon Musk? He tested positive and negative for COVID-19 after taking four tests in one day. Okay, taking it at the same lab by the same operator over a 24-hour period. Two tests came back negative, two tests came back positive. Same machine, same test, same nurse. So 
Elon, of course, speculated on, on this false positive. And he says, he even says, this is why countries are seeing spikes. He said, he said, quote, if it's happening to me, it's happening to others, unquote. And he said something that nobody else is saying, that, quote, revenues from tests are, are likely not bogus, however, and very consistent. And that's where the Emperor Fauci comes in again. He has his hands in this from beginning to end. And so that, that's the test. So what, what does that have to do with everything? All right, so we got to go back and uh, we have to uh, go back to John Rappaport again and no more fake news. And basically what he's saying is that the vaccines uh, are not set up properly as far as the test goes. And of course, if they get a lot of people in the test and they, they do this PCR test and amplify it 35 or 40 times, it's going to be positive. Now they give them the vaccine, they run the test, now they run it at 30. Of course, they're going to be negative. They're running at 25. They have complete control over who is positive and who is negative. Now, there are two uh, well-recognized physicians. Peter Doshi. Doshi, he's the associate editor of the uh, British Medical Journal, and Eric Topol, Scripps Research Professor of Molecular Medicine. They have written devastating New York Times opinion pieces about this COVID vaccine clinical trials. They asked the question, if you were to approve a coronavirus vaccine, would you approve one that you only knew protected people from only the most mild form of COVID-19 or one that would prevent serious complications. Well, you know, we, you and I and everybody else would want one to protect us in the worst case scenario. But Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, they uh, have a little different approach. According to the protocol for their studies, which they released a week ago, a vaccine could meet the company's benchmark for success. Guess this now, hear this. If it lowered the risk of mild COVID-19, but was never shown to reduce moderate or severe forms of the, of the disease or the risk of hospitalization, admissions, or intensive care. So only if the vaccine, which is given to healthy volunteers, lowered the risk of mild symptoms of COVID-19, it was considered a success. When you think the vaccine should, a positive vaccine result should mean that people no longer run the risk of getting seriously ill? I would think so. I mean, if you're just going to prevent the very mildest of symptoms in healthy individuals, what kind of trial is this? So the trials are designed to show effectiveness in preventing mild cases of COVID, which most people don't care about in a disease where 99.98% of people survive. It's only those over 75 with 2.6 comorbidities that are at real risk. 
Mild cases normally run their course and they cause no harm. So why the heck do we need a vaccine for something that prevents mild cases? You get the idea? So, so what does Pfizer do? They come out along with their uh, co-company, BioNTech, and say COVID vaccine is 90% effective. Wow, whoa, whoopee. But not a piece about what happens or, or, or comment about the article in the New York Times. It's like it never happened. So why, why are we doing major clinical trials of a vaccine only designed to prevent mild cases? I could go into this because I do have all the numbers here about the 30,000 volunteers, but it's all being manipulated. They have a, they, they, all they need is 150 people and it, and some of them are positive. It, it's just crazy. I mean, it doesn't really prove anything. The whole clinical trial, basically, ladies and gentlemen, is designed up front to find 150 cases of mild and meaningless self-curing COVID out of 30,000. And no one should care about these mild cases. We should care about curing the virus, killing the virus so we don't get it again. I don't know. Maybe they really think we're stupid. And maybe the criminals are... Uh, taking over. So that's a little bit of background about the test and the virus. And, you know, Dr. Mercola had a lot to say about these PCR tests because, you know, as I told you, I've done shows on this and it, it was never designed as a diagnostic tool. And, but guess what? The PCR test not only can be false positive, but it picks up the presence of other coronaviruses. You know, your common cold is a coronavirus. So you may have been recuperating from a cold and now you get this test and you're labeled as a COVID-19 patient. And everyone around you is going to be tracked. Maybe all you had was a cold. And a lot of people are carrying around inactive viral DNA that pose no risk to anyone. As I said, we have 380 billion viruses in our system. We're going to have some viral DNA, right? We have more microbial DNA in our bodies than we have human DNA. But these positive tests are being used by the global technocrats. Why? To implement a social system so we could be surveilled. That's my opinion. But these lockdown strategies based on these, these type of tests, which I have, think I just gave you an idea, can be manipulated. You know, it's causing suicides. I have a, a friend, a, a detective in Florida here who's going crazy about teenage suicides, opioid overdoses, marital trouble, children trouble. These lockdowns are causing all kinds of problems. And based on a test that even Dr. Mike Yaden, who was a former vice president and scientific director of Pfizer, he's going on record stating that the false positive results 
from the PCR tests are being used to manufacture a second wave. This guy worked for Pfizer. Remember, these tests do not detect infection. They don't tell you if, how many viral particles you have. These false positive tests are deadly. They can be manipulated to whatever result they want to have. And how about all the resources we waste because of these positive tests? I'm not going to go into lockdowns today, but lockdowns, you know, increased chronic disease rates have gone out, out, out of sight because of lockdowns, because people put their medical care on hold. I'm a veteran and I went to the VA hospital last week. There, there are not as many veterans there that should be there. They're not coming in for their treatments. The mental health problems uh, going out of sight. And I, I talked about this last week. The mortality from suicides, I can't tell you enough about that. They think that the deaths from despair and lockdowns is around 75,000 in the United States. This is, you know, we, our, our lifespan has been going down before this, this, this uh, Chinese virus, but it's even going down more now. In fact, the economics researchers from Northwestern University estimate that an extended economic shutdown could shorten the lifespan of 6.5 four million Americans. And how, what's it doing to education? Our children, our grandchildren, not going to school, not interacting with other children, uh, staying at home, getting, getting all that blue light. What's it doing to their eyes? Are they all getting nearsighted? Are they losing their ability to socially interact with other people? Remember a positive test is not a case because it does not have symptoms. A case, medically speaking, is a, is, a, is a sick person. You have to be sick in order to be a case, not just a false positive PCR test. So now they're calling cases anything, right? It's been arbitrarily redefined Who's, as someone who just tested positive, but it's a fraud. Medically speaking, a case refers to a sick person. Now, the CDC says the survival rate is over 99%. The majority of deaths occur in those over 70 to 75, where some of these are going to die anyway. Interestingly, well, I'm just looking at the CDC numbers here. The CBC, CDC analysis reveals 85% of patients testing positive for COVID-19 wore face masks, often or all, always in a two-week period preceding, the, preceding their positive test. Dr. Ron Paul wrote a great article on that. And Dr. Ron Paul says the only rational conclusion from this study listed on the CDC website is that cloth face masks offer little, if any, protection from COVID-19 infection.
I'm not going to talk about remdesivir, but you know, there's a drug that hardly works at all. But because uh, Emperor Fauci gave it his uh, uh, imprimatur, it's going to be making millions and millions of dollars. Where hydroxychloroquine, a sixty dollar uh, treatment, is being demonized, and lots of studies are coming out. You're seeing the headline: hydroxychloroquine doesn't work. Well, these studies are designed to fail because they do not use them with zinc, and they do not use them with the ZPAC and antibiotics. Now, I haven't gone through the, the death rate in detail, but it looks like the overall cause mortality has remained pretty steady in 2020. It looks like COVID-19 has not killed off more of our population that would have died anyway in a given year. Dr. Ron Paul says, quote, according to the CDC, as early May of 2020, the total number of deaths in the U.S. with 944,251 from January to April. This is actually slightly lower than the number of deaths during the same period of 2017 when 946,000 total deaths were reported. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it up to you to think, are we, are we being taken down the road here? All right. Uh, thank you for all for listening here. I see we have some, I just got back to the board and, and thank you so much uh, for listening. But um, if you, if you all want to hang in here a little bit more, I want to just uh, go through some, some other uh, topics I saved uh, for you. Uh, you know, one I should maybe just talk about right now is if you don't think we're being used, abused, fooled and schooled there there is a Danish newspaper that is revealing one of the largest studies on masks. And guess what? The New England Journal, Journal of American Medical Association, and The Lancet have rejected this study because they said it wasn't politically correct. Now, where is this all this stuff about? We're going to follow the science. A large study out of uh, um, a large Danish study about people wearing masks. They can't even get their research published because it's not politically correct. And it's being, uh, the journals uh, in one instance said uh, it can be perceived as being controversial. So do you get, the, do you get that now? They want us to wear masks, but you, you show a study that is opposite and that masks do nothing for the general population and nothing for an individual in a boat by himself out in the Gulf of Mexico wearing a mask is, you know, that's why they have instructions on shampoo bottles, I guess. Rejected by the Lancet, New England Journal, and American Medical Association, JAMA. It is controversial. Not following the science in this case. CDC is not following the science. So let's see if uh, these researchers uh, involved in this study, see what happens to this. I'll report on it. But it's reported in the, in the literature that this study and its size are unique in the world. And the purpose was once and for all to clarify the extent to which the use of masks in public space would provide protection against corona, corona infection. They can't get it published. They cannot get it published, ladies and gentlemen. Incredible. 
been a physician for over 55 years. I cannot believe what's happening to my country and my, my profession. Cannot believe it. Did I mention about the great Barrington Declaration? That's something if you have time, you might want to just look that up. It comes out of Massachusetts. It's been signed by 11, 000, over 11,000 medical and health scientists, 33,000 medical practitioners, and 617,000 concerned citizens. You know, disagreeing with the bureaucratic handling of this, especially lockdowns. Okay, so the Great Barrington Declaration, ladies and gentlemen. So just briefly, you, you know that this we have a long way to go with this vaccine, even though warp speed or not. There's a lot we don't know about a vaccine that goes into your cell, attaches to your DNA, and makes it replicate the DNA because it is a messenger RNA. Kind of scary stuff. And it probably will be associated with a luciferase enzyme, which will track you for the rest of your life. I will tell you that it, in my years now as a physician, over 55, there has never been a successful vaccine against a coronavirus. That don't mean we can't do it, but this warp speed, seven months rather than five years, we have a brand new vaccine and we, we're not given the time to see what the, the side effects are. And you know, and, and because the pharmaceutical company controls so much of our pol politic politics, they have, there's no liability to them. If you want to sue somebody, you got to sue the government. You got to sue your own government if you have a bad reaction to this coronavirus. You know, if a child receives a, a vaccine and dies, no one says it's from the vaccine, right? They just don't say that. So there's a lot to be learned about this vaccine response. There is evidence that the elderly, aren't we the most vulnerable? Or is that what everybody says? Protect the elderly? Wouldn't we need it the most? But it seems like we're also more most vulnerable to the side effects. And what's the side effect of giving a flu vaccine and this vaccine together? By the way, a flu vaccine seemed to got the flu itself seemed to get wiped away, right? COVID came in, the flu went goodbye. So vaccines for SARS, MERS, whatever, have never been approved. They've always had problems. Moderna has not had any success at all with, what, with, the, with their technology over the last 10 years. None at all. So I'm not an anti-vax person, but I want safe vaccines. But all previous coronavirus vaccine efforts, ladies and gentlemen, have failed. Google Robert F. Robert Kennedy Jr. I mean, they, we, they, we've been working on coronavirus vaccines since 2002. And nothing. When we did have something uh, for the SARS vaccine, they gave it to ferrets. And now they're not doing this with this warp speed, only using humans. And believe it or not, a ferret is a very close analog to human lung infections. And they, dis they displayed tremendous antibody response. I mean, it was incredible. Everything was really happening, really excited. 
But then they were challenged with the virus. All the ferrets became severely ill and died. I mean, I, why aren't we, why did we skip the animal model? And, and gosh, do we really want to use our children as test subjects? You know, with another virus uh, in the SARS family, they did check, tested on 35 children. They all became sick. Two of them died. We don't want to have the FDA embarrassed, but we do want them to, to, to protect us. So needless to say, we sort of, we have been duped with, with this whole thing. Questions remain in my mind about the safety of the vaccine. Not against it, as I said, but I'm, I'm concerned about the safety of it. And why, if it, is it so safe, did they pass off the liability to the United States government and to us as taxpayers? And this data from Pfizer with these glowing results has not been peer reviewed. Nobody has seen the data. Even some people are coming out. I mean, even uh, Jesse Goodman, who from Georgetown University said, we need to see the actual data. We're going to need to see longer term results. Because this vaccine uses an as yet unproven technology platform. Okay, this mRNA, messenger RNA. There's another place you want to look at to get your own education. It's called Children's Health Defense. Really great website. And they have uh, reports about the clinical trials for Moderna. Okay, really good site. Uh, John F. Kennedy Jr. is on that site a lot. I think it might be his site even. So are we look, going to be looking for new kinds of vaccine injuries from this new technology? Because there has never been a licensed mRNA vaccine before. What are the, what are the injuries going to look like? I mean, they've been developed so quickly with such short clinical trials. We do not know, in my humble opinion, what the long-term injuries are going to be or going to be or will look like, excuse me. So a lot of people now are becoming concerned that the combination of this new technology, fast track approval, and the widespread panic and fear, especially if we if their mandate that we their mandates that we have to take it. And we have to be have this enzyme in our system, which will identify as us. So if it, if it can transmit information out to the government, can they then send information into us? I mean, I'm a little paranoid about that, but you know, it's a question I have. And of course, Emperor Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease previously has stated that long-term immunity to COVID will be possible only if the vast majority of the public gets vaccinated and the vaccine will go hand in hand with continued public efforts. 
And he admitted in October that the initial COVID vaccines will not kill the virus, only prevent symptoms. And as we just said, the trial study is only for mild symptoms. So Pfizer's trial includes children. We will see that we don't know anything more than what they tell us. 43,538 participants to date. 38,955 received the second dose as as of November 8th. Of course, these companies aren't taking any money. Why? Because... Fauci has promised them $1.95 billion to deliver 100 million doses to the federal government. Sure, their payday comes at the end. Now, before I close, just let me just rant and rave a little bit. Dr. Fauci is not my favorite person, as you might understand. He came into the government... Uh, right out of his internship. He never treated any patients. In 1984, chronic disease rate in the United States, which means autoimmune diseases, allergy diseases, was 12.8%. In 2006, it, it was 54%. That's during Fauci's reign. His focus has been on drugs. He owns 2,655 patents that he acknowledges. Others say that it goes up to 3,500, that he owns patents and gets money from. And he, there is not much money that he allocates for prevention of allergies, et cetera. His primary focus is on drugs. And, it's, and he can get a he, he can control the pathogen, the drug. He then could get FDA approval. He can negotiate the price of the drug. Do you see where I'm going? He's been described as a combination of Madoff and J. Edgar Hoover because uh, of the way he wheels and deals. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hate to... I don't want to be negative because I think all is positive. I think we have a lot of positive to, you know, because there's a 99.98% recovery rate from this virus. Have a superior interior. Take care of yourself. Socialize. Socialize. Take care of your family. Have an attitude of gratitude. And please stay informed. Okay. Children, children's health defense, really good website. That'll, that'll help you. Okay. So Ali says, how is it if someone dies now, doctors can assume it to be COVID even without a test. And that's true. You know, a lot of these tests, death certificates are signed as COVID and they never even had the, the crazy PCR test. But if a child dies within hours after a vaccine, the doctors who admit cannot assume it to be because of the vaccine. She asks, why is that? I don't know. And ladies and gentlemen, 
a Chinese philosopher said, care about what other people think and you will always be their prisoner. And if you think you're going to get COVID, go as quickly as you can and stand on one of those social distancing stickers and put an end to that right away. And wear a smile, not a mask, if you want to defeat the real virus. Our real masks are on our insides. So I hope I presented some information that will make you think. Okay. It, I mean, it's out there. I sort of collate it with other, with other physician friends of mine. And I do try and present this on Saturdays. Uh, if you like it, let me know. My uh, email is docronradio at gmail.com, docronradio at gmail.com. I'm sort of new, only a couple months here at Podbean, so I don't know how to operate everything, but I think I can put my email down. Maybe. But, uh, you know, drop me a line. If I, if you have a suggestion for other programs, let me know. Not only COVID, I'm gonna, I'll be talking to uh, Dr. Ross Pelton in a couple weeks. He, uh, he is a pharmacist, PhD, uh, really knowledgeable about the microbiome and drug nutrient interactions. And uh, he's going to give away a free ebook when we, when he's on the show on drug and nutrient interactions. So wouldn't it be nice to know if the drugs you're taking interfere with your vitamins? Because, you know, we do, we do spend some money on our supplements, right? And Dr. Will Wong, a real favorite of mine, a good friend of the, of the program. Uh, he is not only a PhD, he's a Orthodox priest. He is a uh, manufacturer of the strongest systemic enzyme known. It's called Zymescence, anti-inflammatory, antiviral, anti-aging, anti-fibrosis. So, um, and let me know if you have an idea for the for a program. We're going to visit cholesterol again, and we're we are revisiting chronic diseases here before the end of the year. So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate the support that you guys show me, and uh, we'll try and keep uh, keep up the work. And uh, as uh, if you didn't hear the beginning of the show, I have a dear friend who actually used to play with B.B. King. He wrote the beginning of the end summer. And here it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, see you, see you Tuesday. What the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you When the doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house The doctor is in the house Let the doctor know what's bothering you I'm sure he can tell you just what to do The doctor is in the house the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, 
Call the doctor if you have a strain. Call the doctor and let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. See you next week.